All right, so we're not ta- we're not talking about pranayama. We're talking about breathing. Oh my god! Because breathing is everybody does breathing. You say pranayama, how many people do you think actually know what that word means? Some for certain, but you know. That's a. You that's say a breathing. Point. Everyone knows what breathing is. Everyone knows what breathing is, but not, perhaps not consciously. People don't breathe consciously. That no, it's, they an don't. Auto, it's an automatic uh, thing for humans to breathe. And as such, they are often unaware of their breathing patterns. They might know that when they get excited, they, you know, maybe they'll breathe quickly, or if they, you know, if they go for a run, they'll breathe quickly. Uh, right. But they're times of purposefully breathing in any particular pattern are very short. And I think that's something that people could explore more. And I think in this time of COVID, it's very important for people to breathe with their full capacity. Right. Uh, And I think that people could use some instruction there and, and saying we're going to we're going to teach you how to breathe it's, it seems like such a simple thing someone would say i don't even go to a class to learn how to breathe right maybe it's like my mindful breathing is probably more accessible term than pranayama which it they're basically the same thing in my opinion i mean yeah. yes pranayama has like certain techniques and you know that are like whatever, some of them are classical, some of them are new age, and they're like codified, this is how we do it. But I think really the reason that, that all of that becomes beneficial is that you're paying attention to your breath and that you're breathing, like you're breathing in different ways of controlling it. So it, it challenges both your inhalation, your exhalation, your your retention capacity. And I think just simply those things alone are honestly enough so I think that it can be it can be simplified a lot. Maybe it's like yoga where we we get really complicated. You know, pranayama can be a very in-depthful, complicated thing. But when we if we, if we go down to the core of what's useful about it, I think it's simply that we're breathing mindfully and and becoming more aware of the p- patterns in the breath and how that affects us. I would agree with that. I think that the first lesson that I got on the value of understanding how the breath impacts a person emotionally was something along the lines of, Andy, the next time that you're in the supermarket line and it's going very, very slowly and there's someone up front of you maybe asking a lot of questions or something's going awry, take a moment and breathe purposefully breathe longer, breathe deeper, and that your perspective on that circumstance will change. It will help you steady your mind and be more tolerant of that situation. Right. You know, I've tried it, and and it does work. Right. Uh, And it's also worked for me uh, in some circumstances, uh, you know, where, say, I was in pain or in a, an uncomfortable circumstance or or even to get to sleep at night, working with the breath um, and breathing 
with more intention is helpful to uh, steady my mind so that I know I will doze off. And I think those are all areas where very simple instructions uh, to, to everyone would be very helpful. Yeah. I think like, I think that's one thing is it can become complicated. And if you make like, yes, obviously there's like the right way to practice pranayama or something. There's like all these things of it. But I think that that can be kind of off-putting for somebody who doesn't know. It's kind of the same as like somebody trying to get into yoga, right? And so I think like if you can just start really simply like, okay, let's pay attention to our breath for one minute. And then for a minute, we're just going to try to make the breath a little bit deeper. That's it. Like that's a really good place to start that I think then once someone becomes aware of that, then you can introduce some of these more set specific things, right? It's like, you know, you can't tell somebody that's never done yoga before, like to move their inner thigh back and press their like left big toe, you know, down into the ground while like too complicated it's just gonna be like oh this is too much i'm done right it's overwhelming but if you're just like okay make this shape it's like okay i can make that shape let's do it you know yes it's almost like teaching children like you would teach a child the same way right you would say you say okay let's make this shape now like oh let's like pay attention to how we're breathing in and then out like you got to start that really simple way there are some simple things that I think I appreciate more now than I did maybe just a few months ago. For instance, the temperature of my breath on the inhale and the exhale. And things like breathing through one nostril, breathing on through one nostril on the inhale and exhaling out the other nostril. Just and doing things like that just to see if, if the mind would, would allow me to think about that. And it is, it is kind of possible. You're doing alternate nasal breathing. I think you're already down the wormhole. <laughs> like you're already in it. You've well, that's a bit of a pranayama type thing, right? But I, I think, I think though that, you know, if say you have a head cold, you might only be able to breathe in one nostril or something like that. So that's true, right? And uh, and I think that there are, and I probably should have looked this up a little bit, but but I think there are some health reasons also to consider, uh, you know, altering the pattern of breath versus nose versus mouth, and that sometimes mm-hmm. it's better to, to uh, spend more time inhaling through the nose than through the mouth. Right. I'm um, sure people have done studies on. Like, I, I would imagine, I have no idea, but I would imagine that your nervous systems, like the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, are affected differently depending on which way you're breathing, nose versus mouth. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and I think now with people uh, often wearing masks because of COVID, I think that there's actually an opportunity to feel the breath a little bit more depending on the like on the mask type that you're wearing. And so I believe it's, uh, maybe that's almost a bit of a, a benefit, right, of, right. Uh, of that. I know when I was uh, in the hospital a few months ago, it's interesting that one of the first things that I was asked to do was to purposefully breathe. And I was, I was given a device that 
I needed to inhale through to move a little uh, metal ball up a column. And I was tasked with trying to increase my breathing capacity because the concern was that when I was lying in a bed that my lung capacity would slowly diminish and I would become more susceptible to pneumonia. And so even when one is sedentary, making sure that you have adequate breathing capacity is incredibly important in order to not become ill or or become susceptible to sickness. Well, I think also we like take the breath for granted, you know, like we're just always doing it and it's like this natural thing. But then if you have something happens where you're sick or, you know, there is some kind of compromised breath, it's very, uh, becomes very aware and it's almost like a panic, like, oh, then we notice it, right? And so I think if we can view the breath as a tool, like we've been using it in, in our work together a lot where it's like your energy is like you're capable of doing a lot, but in shorter spurts, like a sprint runner. So like, okay, we do some stuff and then we breathe and then we do some stuff and we breathe. And I could see that same thing happen with with any situation. It could be somebody that's just older and they don't have as much energy. So, you know, maybe they try to cross one thing off the list and then they just try to breathe a little bit, whether that's for a minute or, you know, they take an hour breathing break, whatever it is, just to like really pay attention to that. But I also think for people going through emotional things, like some kind of loss or grief, that's the same, that can be used as the same kind of tool. Like it, when things become feeling overwhelming, it's like pause and come back to this thing that's already with you and like try to bring it back to just like a more balanced state. I think that's excellent advice. And I think breathing in a, uh, controlled, methodical manner for even very short periods of time is, is very worthwhile. And, and to follow up on your, on your comment, you know, the last couple months we've been doing, when we've been working together, we've been doing breath work where uh, I've actually been somewhat physically exhausted at times. And the breath was a way of both recentering uh, but it was also rejuvenating. It was very rejuvenating to just to, to sit and breathe. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a bit different than I've seen. I'm going to use the pranayama word. That's a bit different than I've seen, you know, pranayama uh, used in a lot of yoga classes because if it's used, it's, it's typically used like, like at one point in the class, maybe towards the end of the class or something uh, like that. And where, We've been actually working, we've been breaking up a class with perhaps two or three uh, sets mm-hmm. of pranayama. We'll sit and do pranayama, and then we'll go back to a flow right. or something like that. And, and, and also the notion of using the breath as one flows in general uh, with the understanding of how the breath affects movement on an inhale and an exhale. Right. And sometimes thinking about Reversing that, I think, is also very powerful. And of course, in certain practices of yoga, like Ashtanga, that's kind of key. There, you know, there are defined patterns of breathing that have have evolved as that practice evolved. And so right. they're they're very. It's a very mindful coupling of breath with movement in your life, and it's pretty uh-huh. wonderful. Yeah, I think that's a good good thought. You like kind of said there too is 
is like usually our yoga practice I think becomes very segmented like oh this is the point where we sit and meditate at the beginning this is the point where we move our bodies and like now we breathe and I don't feel like that should really be the approach I think if if you're really trying to like fully embody yoga all of those things would be present throughout right you that awareness of breath is carried all the way and yeah maybe you do spend some amount of time like really just doing it but it's with you right even the shape of your body when you're doing the other things that aren't asana is you're aware of it right the state of like meditative mind the state of just that that that's really what i think comes lacking sometimes for for in yoga practice is that we've become so segmented i mean so much of our society has become segmented you know everybody's specialized and everything has its place instead of really like looking at it as this holistic thing you know like the respiratory system is actually just part of the body right even though we can try to like break it up it affects everything else and if it stopped every other system would stop and so you can't so we like to separate them for simplification purposes we can't really separate them so i guess how do we bring more integration you know like so we're saying like stop and breathe and like encouraging like people generally that that could be useful but at the same time it could also be be aware of your, of your breath as you're doing whatever it is you have to do you're having a hard conversation can you have a bit of awareness in the breath you're having you know sitting in the car waiting in construction or the line you're then can you bring, bring the breath in like how can we integrate things that are useful and already with us more I think that's really how we could bring some true benefit in our lives. And so that is bringing yoga into the, our life off the mat, which is really why we should be practicing yoga and why yoga is so beneficial. So really shouldn't be mat guru because that means it's, it's all coming from the mat, but it's not really. The breath came before the mat, you know what I mean? Like we were breathing before the mat. All of us were. Here we were. Well, that will be a topic for another time. We'll determine whether we're going to yeah. branch out from, uh, off, get off of the mat and, and, and work further towards the integrating all the limbs of yoga in, in life. Right. But for now, perhaps we'll just breathe for a little bit and reflect on that topic. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was, that was good, I think. Yeah. We'll see.